guys. How are you? Welcome back. You're listening to Life is Purpose with Ryan. And Bethany Bomberger. Wow. We just love the feedback. You know what? Feel free to email us. Feel free to send us messages via social media just to uplift us, you know, because (laughs) there's nothing wrong with a little extra love. I'm just saying that. So thank you. We appreciate Seriously, we appreciate the comments and all the incredible feedback. We are just so thankful that God's given us an opportunity to be able to speak to you yes. through this podcast. And our heart is that you would leave every one of these podcasts feeling deep down in your soul that you have purpose, that your life has purpose. Amen. It's what this is all about. Come on. And this weekend is coming up and we're hoping that daddies especially start feeling that their life has purpose and they are important. It is Father's Day weekend. Come on, bring it on. Millions of uh, fathers across the nation are going to be celebrating, celebrating the dads, celebrating spiritual dads and celebrating other father figures because dads matter. Can you just say that one more time? Dads matter. Come on. I love being a dad. I love my four munchkins. I mean, they they mean the world to us. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful that I had a dad who Mm. modeled what being a father was all about. I grew Mm -hmm. up with a dad who loved Jesus. And because he loved Jesus, he loved people. And he Mm -hmm. loved all of us, my small family, 15, 12 siblings. But my dad was the same man in private as he was in public. And that Mm -hmm. was huge for me because he he exemplified integrity. Mm -hmm. And he was just a... The man who authentically, genuinely loved the Lord. His faith was just real. He loved my mom. He loved all 13 of his kiddos, the three biological and the 10 adopted. And so I'm still trying to figure out how he juggled having 13 (laughs) kids because I have four. And I'm like, Dad, I... If I were only half the man, you were. But, you know, God gives us different situations, right? But I, I love our four kiddos. I love being a dad. Well, and you're an awesome dad. You've always been an awesome dad. And honestly, I know it was pretty unique. And for those of you that don't know my testimony, you got to go back to podcast like number three. Was it number three? I think so, yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting because as we made the decision to get married, I had to take a look at who you were as a person, how much I loved you, how much I thought you were the most handsome man alive. Yes, that's true. (laughs) But I also had to think about how you were going to be a father. I didn't have the luxury of pushing that off. You know, our Haley Radiance was um, one when we got married, but I knew from the get-go that you were um, going to be an awesome father and you have been. You, you just show such a depth of love and there's no doubt that our children know, whether they're biological or adopted, yes. that you love them like crazy. Oh, I do. I yeah. love them. I, or like Ray Ray used to say when she was a little, crazy, crazy. like crazy. <laughs> I love them like mm-hmm. crazy. I knew you would. Oh my gosh, I love You've, them. You were born to be a great dad. You always take care of people. I never, I never doubted that. That's why I'm glad that I married you. And oh, I'm glad you married me because, <laughs> you know, you're the love of my life. So um, thanks for, thanks for just hoping and trusting for the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. And, and, you know, even as we are just right now reminiscing one time, thinking back to why I married you, I think about um, my dad who walked me down the aisle to you for me one of my most special memories of my father was on my wedding day oh, and yeah. 
just laughing with him and um he wasn't nervous we were, I wasn't nervous either we both just felt happy and joyful yeah. and um I all through the reception he just uh he gave one of the best speeches ever I don't know if you remember that but it was hysterical and he had taken time to put it together but it was it was sentimental and funny and I remember when we started playing the um the slideshow yeah the slideshow and I was mortified I was mortified because there was pictures of me all throughout my life even in the awkward stages which there were many and I was those were those were I was like wanting to just hide under like, wait a minute, this is my day to not remember those moments. And I looked over at my dad as um, Corinne Bailey Ray's song was playing. My dad was just standing next to me and he just had tears streaming down his face. And so I don't know, that's probably one of my most favorite memories of my dad, speaking of fathers and Father's Day. and, um, And I remember that day too. Mm-hmm. And I remember it with with tears down this big Greek Greek's face. <laughs> I remember him saying, "That's the way I remember her." Yeah, All the pictures nice. of you as a baby and just like a little toddler, and it was it was really moving. Plus, <sighs> he he danced a mean uh, jig to uh, Frank Sinatra. And <laughs> okay, I don't know if it was a jig. <laughs> it was a something. You can't say that a Greek man dancing in a wedding, <laughs> dancing a jig. But we did we did dance to Frank Sinatra, and then it scratched up and we threw some mixed stuff in up in there oh my gosh that was and then we had some good greek dancing that was a good day for me yeah a little a little opa moment opa. but it's amazing fathers have such profound impact of course they do we wouldn't be here without our mothers without our fathers and it's just remarkable when you can look back and and think of those moments of how much they fashioned and formed who you are. And I'm so grateful for my dad. Oh, Father's Day. It's, I mean, it's kind of painful that it's just one day out of the year that we celebrate fathers or mothers for that matter. It really should be every day of the year. But when you think of the Father's Day holiday, I didn't realize where it even began. I know. Until I was on a phone call with uh, someone who's actually bringing me in, a sponsor who's bringing me in to speak. And it actually began in Spokane. Spokane, Washington, right? Right. In fact, you'll be speaking there in July at the church at Planned Parenthood. Now, that sounds crazy (laughs) to people. Could you repeat that? Because people probably thought you said it the wrong way. The church at Planned Parenthood. That, okay, just so people know, the church at Planned Parenthood is actually a gathering of Christians who worship right outside that huge facility, that abortion facility right there in Spokane. And they just worship. They worship the Lord and they they repent. They rescue precious human lives from the violence of abortion. How cool is that? Yeah. In, In the spot where Father's Day originated, that's prophetic. Yeah. It really is. They are they are stepping in and literally being a father to the fatherless. Yeah. Those babies that are in utero, um, we often talked about talk about the fact that they they are orphaned. They, they are, are abandoned and unwanted. That's the spirit of an orphan. Right. And that's why, you know, in the book of James, we're, we're told what pure religion is. It's taking care of widows and the orphans. And in this culture, you literally have men who have abandoned women, effectively leaving them widows, and abandoning their children in the womb 
effectively rendering them orphans. Mm. And so and it goes further on in that verse to say, and don't let yourself be defiled by the world. And we have, we've allowed ourselves to believe this lie that somehow there are human beings who are less worthy of life than others and that there are there are human beings who are unwanted and since they are supposedly unwanted they should be destroyed if you're unplanned mm-hmm. unwanted unloved you're going to be you know abortion is the is the acceptable solution but yet as someone who was adopted who was adopted and loved whose parents shattered that myth of the unwanted child i of course reject it as adoptive parents yes. we reject that right, we, right you know two of our four being being adopted and so it really goes to the heart of what it means when you're out there and you're worshiping and you're in that place that even exists mm-hmm. because men abandon their mm-hmm. post mm-hmm. because of this epidemic of fatherlessness. Right. So you have these Christians doing what? They're standing in the gap and they are being the father heart of God, they are embodying that and being a father to the fatherless. And we live in a culture where so many things are trying to fill, you know, that void left by fatherlessness. Yes. Government, poverty, divorce, abortion. 40% of children born today are born to unmarried mothers. Hmm. I know God designed uh, the framework that works best for his creation. And Ultimately, a married mom and dad who love and sacrifice for each other, who raise um, those they are both responsible for creating, yeah. is that's that's God's heart. It is. And, and we know that there are single moms out there and single dads out there, mm-hmm. single for a variety of, of different reasons. This is not to disparage you Never. at all. It's to talk about the ideal, yes. what we should be striving for, healthy marriages and healthy relationships that, that equal healthy environments right. for children, right. the best environments for them to flourish. Mm-hmm. Well, scripture tells us this all the time. It's really nothing new. Isaiah 117 says, learn to do right, seek justice, encourage the oppressed, defend the cause of the fatherless. Yes, come on. Plead the case of the widow. Without a father, we are essentially missing a vital piece of the framework that God has laid out for our su- our success as a family yep. and our success as a society. Come on. And I know that people want to deny the fact that a marriage, a union, is um, the manifest presence of God. And so just as God's heart is made known and his nature is made known through mothers— and their role, right. God's heart and his nature is made known to the creation here on earth through the role of fathers. And together, God's design is that there would be um, just a, a magnifying of God right. with that. It's the complete picture. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that's what it is. And children without fathers, I just want to emphasize here too, are just as precious as children with fathers. But as the body of Christ, we're called to defend the fatherless. Mm -hmm. And what happens when you have these fatherless situations, when you have fatherless families that lead to fatherless communities, you have vulnerable communities. Right. That's why Planned Parenthood, drug dealers, human traffickers, they depend on fatherless Mm -hmm. communities. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you remove fathers from the picture and you remove what God naturally intended, 
for mm-hmm. protection. And it, and it leaves, it leaves folks open for, for all of these attacks of the enemy and children without fathers then are two times more likely to commit suicide. Girls without dads in the home um, are seven times more likely to be pregnant as teenagers. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Right. And the world just keeps telling us that the family structure doesn't matter. We can, uh, you know, swap out moms and dads nope. and that we can, you know, enter the counterfeit. Yeah. You know, all of these things are okay as long as people are doing what they want to do. But it's it's not. That's not true. Um, that's why we call a lot of this thinking fake feminism. Well. Children need a committed mom and they need a committed dad. And, and the beauty is that God rescues us. He's the, the example of, you know, being a father to the fatherless. And so even amongst these broken communities and broken situations, I want to make it clear, God comes in and he rescues. I've heard so many testimonies of women over the years who um, perhaps didn't have the relationship with their father. And it, and it means that their relationship with God is, is skewed and they're not sure how to view him. And yet God comes in, he shows up and he redefines the heart of a father absolutely and the thing that we have to understand is that we are all broken and we are all in need of god the father we're in need of someone who says i understand who you are i understand where you've been Mm. but my love and and my 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 abundant love not just a little bit of love but my abundant love and my mercy man they can they can redirect you into places you've never expected to be, into the person you never expected to be. But God, we all have God-given purpose. Yes. It's it's emblazoned on us at the moment of conception. In fact, he knew us before we were even conceived. Mm. And so God knows, he knows his children, yes. and he wants what's best for them. So when we come back, we'll get into the details about the fatherlessness epidemic in America. Yes. People, dads matter. More than ever. More than ever. You're listening to the Life Has Purpose podcast with Bethany and Ryan Bomberger. Life Has Purpose. Hi, I'm Aaliyah Bomberger, and you're listening to Life Has Purpose with my mom and dad. They love to tell you, abortion's all good for you. Just pay a fee and get equality. Their fraud's extensive. Their lies defenseless. When parenthood's been counting for a century. It's fake feminism. It's fake feminism. It's fake feminism. They don't want you to know. It's fake feminism. It's fake feminism. It's fake feminism. All they want is your dad. This is basic healthcare. Thousands of women died before Roe every year. We're not political. Planned Parenthood, we're nonpartisan. Planned Learn more at radiance.life slash fake feminism. So let's talk about the impact of fatherlessness because the left apparently doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, then we'll talk about all these issues that exist and all the problems and they are 
they are ignoring the obvious. Mm -hmm. It's right there in front of us. With all the things we're told by the left that are epidemic, fatherlessness actually mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can talk about all the reform we want to. We can talk about all the re-envisioning re of society that we want to. Right. But if the foundation is broken, yeah. everything else is going to crumble. Right. And so let's let's look at what you mean by crumble. Okay. So if if you grow up in a family without a father, you're four times more likely to grow up in poverty. And as I said earlier, you're seven times more likely to become pregnant. That's huge. I mean, that leads right. to all kinds of other negative disparities, but right. it's heartbreaking. It's it really is. heartbreaking. And and even as we're sharing these statistics, we know that we are more than overcomers. And Amen. we love that so many people have come through families, broken families, fathers have left, and they aren't part of these statistics. Right. So we just we're just kind of like backing up and looking at the big picture. And these numbers really tell a story. Statistics show that you're eight to 10 times more likely to face abuse and neglect without a father in the home. You're um, two times more likely to suffer obesity, two times more likely to drop out of high school. In fact, 71% of dropouts are from fatherless families. That's, that's significant. 71% yes. of dropouts. And you were teaching more than half. for years and years yes. in the public school system. The amount of times that I had conversations with students of mine, especially when I taught in middle school, because in middle school, you begin to realize and understand things in a different way. You know, I've taught students whose dads are, are in jail and had those types of conversations. Right. And we can't just gloss over these statistics, because the reality is they hit these kids in the heart. And, and we want we want the society to hear these numbers and to tune in and to be alert and aware of what some, some kids are going through. And don't write it off if there's a kid in your church, a kid in your neighborhood whose father isn't, isn't there. What can you do to step into that role? You know, even a kind word or a word of of encouragement could really change some of these statistical outcomes. Remember, I did mention too also they were two times more likely to commit suicide. And and somebody who feels that helpless and that hopeless, we need to have our radar up and just be thinking and looking for kiddos that right. that are missing those dads. And babe, it, it's just it's it's so heartbreaking because there are so many issues that kind of encompass the father absence. When a father is out of the home, that void is filled by something. Mm -hmm. And women are incredible. You know, there are lots of moms who are single moms, and they do an amazing job. They really incredible do. job mm -hmm. um, raising their children, doing the best that they can. They're, they're incredible. They're resourceful. They're resilient. But women were never meant to be both mother and father. I mean, last year, the popular hashtag was, you know, something like hashtag the future is female. Mm -hmm. Well, how about hashtag the future is us? It takes moms and dads working together in intact married families to create the best emotional, physical, psychological, mm -hmm. material, and, and most importantly, spiritual environment for kids to flourish, for kids to be able to step into that purpose. And, and we know, like you said, there are single parents out there that are doing all that they can, and many of them have been abandoned. And so we just want you to know that God sees you, Yes, mm -hmm. God hears you, and as the body of Christ, we will not abandon you. Kids deserve so much better, you know? 
There, there are ways that we can step in as, as Christians. We can be a fatherhood mentor. We can mentor a child or a teen. There are pregnancy centers that have, mm-hmm. um, you know, father mentoring programs. Check out, go to optionline.org and find your local pregnancy center. That Many of them are trying to start these programs, and there are a number of other ones that actually have these programs in place. You can start a fatherhood mentoring or, or teen mentoring program in your church. If it's not there, hey, mm-hmm. you initiate it. You start mm-hmm. it. Or in your community. You could be a foster father. You can be an adoptive father. Mm-hmm. You can be a spiritual father. I mean, of course, those things aren't mutually exclusive. Uh, you could be a father figure. Mm-hmm. The church is the ultimate safety net. Mm-hmm. That's you. And that's me. I love our church. It is a very, uh, it's a place that's growing and moving forward. And we've seen that modeled because the church family is the family of God. And when we're talking about God being a father to the fatherless, there are so many men that are stepping up to the plate and they're noticing, they're looking around and they're not turning to, you know, they're not turning away from kids that have been abandoned. They're calling them in. And so I applaud all of those that are making those decisions. And for those who are thinking about it, I just want to encourage you, let's step up. Let's do more. Let's do more as the church. We are the answer Mm -hmm. that the world needs. Listen, download, and subscribe to the Life Has Purpose podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Anyone can be an activist, but you have to speak the truth to be a factivist. When a woman gets pregnant, that is not a human being inside of her. Now that's a pro-abortion activist. We know it's a living human being that's inside of her. And that's a pro-life factivist. Factivist.com. Hey, you're listening to Life is Purpose podcast, and this yes. is all about just celebrating fathers. We talked about the the pain of the epidemic of fatherlessness, mm. but we, we're going to talk about the joy yes. of fatherhood. Come on. And there's a lot of joy. I'm a dad of four. Yeah. I, I, I love being a dad. Of course, it's a challenge. I mean, what would life be without a challenge? <laughs> God decided to give me four of them. But I love that I, I get to be involved in their lives. I have the the blessing of being able to work from home, mm-hmm. which is very different. When we first got married, I was working mm-hmm. at an ad agency, and I was gone you know, mm-hmm. some long hours of the day. And this whole paradigm shift, working from home, you know, we travel a lot, mm-hmm. but we are back home usually in a very short amount of time. But the fact that I can just be with my kids, I can mm-hmm. take them out for lunch, take them out for, my ice, for ice cream, go down and lose it, um, you know, the the dance is it just dance? Yeah, that, just yeah, dance. I'm, I'm an embarrassment there. I used to think that I I've got good video though. Oh Please don't ever post that. My skills used to be a little sharper back in the day, but they're all complicated now. But you know, even just hearing the kids laugh, because even though I I try, they're like my dad's in my life. My yes. dad's involved, and that that makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I just, there's so many, we have so many, you know, pictures and videos of our kids from way back when. 
I know. And while we were prepping for this, babe, you came out of the woodwork. Like some of these videos that Ryan was pulling up. Oh my gosh, my heart was melting. And some of the clips that we're going to play for you. And um, some of these had to have been 10 years ago. Even longer. I mean, Ray Ray is now 15. And so this is when... You know, she went by her first name at that time. And yeah, Haley Ray Ray. She was in the little recording studio. Oh, is that the just, first one you're going to pull yeah, up? That's okay, the first one. okay. Oh my gosh. Pull this one up. Her peanut voice. Oh my oh, goodness. I to think she's going to be 16 soon. Oh yeah. my gosh. Where did the years go? I feel like a moment, fiddler on the roof moment right now. Yeah. She, she used to, though, go into your office and want to take part in anything you were doing. So if you had the sound equipment up, she needed to know about it. If you had a microphone up, she was going to sing with you. Right. And she so, took command. She's she t- like, I'm at the mic. I got this. <laughs> Check this out. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Now, Haley's going to sing what song? My name's Haley. How old are you? Three years old. How old? Three years old. No, don't tell me. Tell the microphone. Three years old. That's great. Now, what song are you going to sing for us? Jesus loves me this I know. And this is July 6th, 2008. This so is July 6th, I think. 2008. <laughs> Jesus loves me this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Say, 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 I love mommy. I love mommy. Say, I love Mikai. I love baby belly. I love Mikai. I love Mikai. And I love. I love my baby sister. Who else do you love? He might be right here. I love my daddy. Stop it. Where? So sweet. It's (laughs) just. Okay, so you know how you can get lost in that stuff? You know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm looking for a photo three hours later. (laughs) Right, right, right. After I've done, like, I don't know, a three hour slideshow. Okay, I can't keep doing this. There's so many moments. Right, there are. And quite frankly, For me, since we had like what a five year old, a two year old, a one year old, and a newborn, when we start going through some of these old photos and things, I it's it's almost as if I'm hearing it all for the first time because I think I was sleepwalking through a number of years, but it is so fun <laughs> sleepwalking. I there are those those blanks and because those times when you thought I I'm not even gonna make it to the next morning. Oh I my know. word! I've been up for how many? You know, days in a row, yeah. even with our youngest, Justice, remember, because he had yes, these allergies. And mm-hmm. so we were waking up all hours a night. And since he was not, he was um, bottle fed, formula right. fed. So I had the, the wonderful gift of being able to be up too and <laughs> step in there. Right. Right. But there are these moments where you just feel like, oh, is this going to end? And then you get past and you're like, oh. Do you remember those How cute it was. It was so sweet that he didn't sleep till he was due. (laughs) It's great when I aged, you know, 15 years (laughs) Years in in like six months. months. Right, right, right. Two months, I said six. But you know, that's why we want to talk about the joys of fatherhood. This is is what it's about. There are so many. Babe, and this is what you were created for. And this is what men are created for. Dads were created to be present. Yes. And I love being present on so many things. 
teaching them to ride a bike. How about that? Yeah. I was definitely present true. with all those moments. Right, right. And I have this little clip that you got to <laughs> <laughs> This little clip, I have to set up the scene because you can't see the video. So you just got to hear this. But in this video, our Aaliyah Badia mm-hmm. is like decked out from head to toe. She's like Princess Fairy. She's got this cute little frilly. It little, was play clothes. It was play a clothes, play yes. fairy outfit. And she's got this cute little pink bike with all the little tassels right. and Her the bells. unicorn helmet. And she's got her little, her little blackie, her little dog in the little basket. Yeah. And so she's refusing to ride her bicycle. She won't ride her bike because she, she will can't not do it. put her feet on those so pedals. I keep telling she her. She will not sweat. <laughs> and she's like, I am too cute. I'm staying right here. And I'm like, I'm no, trying Daddy. to encourage her. You, you can do it. You can. And she kept, she kept, she keeps saying, no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> but then it's amazing the motivation that a sibling will provide. Right. Because around the corner comes her brother and well just <laughs> listen to this moment this is Aaliyah Badi and her new bicycle oh my goodness Aaliyah is is it a princess bicycle yeah yeah your princess is on it wow who's taking a ride back here oh my goodness how cute here put your feet on the pedals and try to push you can <laughs> yeah you can Really can. <laughs> oh, hey, Kai. Look at how fast I Kai, am. This is his first day riding a bike with training wheels. As soon as my camera focuses. Magic! Now she I can did do it. it. <laughs> Slow down, buddy. So good job. Oh my gosh. Kai, you did it. Good job. Oh, wait, no, no. Oh my goodness. Put your feet on the. Yeah, I did it because she would not be outdone. She would not let her daddy see that her brother was flying by. And when she's yelling, I did it, she still refused to put her feet on the pedal, but she put them on the road with her tiptoes and started running like mad. I remember that. Is that like an iron sharpening iron moment? I don't know. Her brother just spurring her on to, you know, greater heights or something. I just love that you could pull the audio from that video because it's awesome. The moment she sees him riding by, she's like, oh, no, he ain't going to outshine me. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I love that. But, babe, thank you for being the one that's out there um, teaching them to do things, teaching them to do what's right and what's good, having quiet moments with them, loud moments with them. A lot of loud. Yeah. I remember one time we were picking you up from work for whatever reason. And we were talking about, hey, we have to go home and drop off the groceries and go pick daddy up from work. And they said, we should we should have a super dad party. I said, oh, it's not daddy's birthday yet. I know, but he's always super dad. I love those pictures. The big blue signs with the Oh, we went and got some blue poster board and threw glitter on it and... Had you come home and celebrate the fact that you were a super dad. And and that came from them because they know. Kids know. Kids know. And you know what else they know? Mm. They know which word to say first. (laughs) I'm just joking. (laughs) In this one case, in our youngest son, his first words, or his first word, I should say, was dada. Yeah, yeah. It was like before, it was so early and it was so weird. And I ran to grab my camera. I'm like, this is... This is crazy. He, In true he Ryan Bomberger it. form. Yes. Well, yes. I'm sure there were three or four cameras lying around. <laughs> I could have picked one of them. So I, I grabbed this and I recorded this moment. Yeah, you did. 
It warmed my heart. I don't so, know. I think there was a mama in there, but okay. He was trying. So there wasn't, he was, I was there encouraging wasn't. him. Could you hear me? I was encouraging him. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, good. I love those moments of just going back and just the fact that you're you're in their lives that you are fashioning and forming all this stuff that is history now but it's the reason why they are who they are today yes. your involvement your love of them your nurturing of them and i just thank god that i am able to be in their lives the way that i am that they're they're able to travel with us when we do events mm-hmm. at the radiance foundation mm-hmm. and understand what it is that we believe in what it is that we that we do we don't just talk about it we're we're all about it you know what i mean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i love that they this is part of their worldview being formed right here right now it's just what a gift life has purpose listen download and subscribe at lifehaspurpose.com or on apple podcasts spotify stitcher or soundcloud there's nothing like a father in your life A man who love you, no matter what you do There's no Places a father. Learn more at radiance.life slash dads matter. Mm, I love that last promo, hon. That voice, by the way, is our worship leader from church, Stephanie DeCessere. She is amazing. And of course, Ryan, <laughs> you wrote the jingle, right? I, I had something to do with it, yes. Right, and you were singing in. I, of course you were. I was singing in. But I love Stephanie DeCessere's voice. She has just got an anointed voice, and I'm just... I love that she's joined us in some of our, our Radiance work, some yes. of our promos. So yeah. thank you, Stephanie. Love ya. She is. Yeah. And she was able to sing those words that you wrote and you were able to write those words because you had a dad that really was influential in your life. And I love that. And I shared a favorite memory about my father early on in the show. Let's talk about a favorite memory of your father. And actually, you you wrote a really moving piece about your dad. And in that particular op-ed, you included a meme with you and your dad. And you were almost two in that picture. Your yeah. dad, he was holding you uh, in his lap. And the words over that adorable image say, blood is not what binds us. Love is. Yeah. Mm. That's so true. And someone who is, you know, my parents are white. I'm brown. They adopted diverse group of kiddos white and black native american vietnamese and we didn't look like them and that's Mm -hmm. why that meme is so important to me because there are so many people who told my parents you can't love black children you can't love brown children they they won't be fully accepted in this community and how are you going to love them well Mm. they did you know how they did it because they love god Mm -hmm. and it was such a natural thing and so I wrote this piece 
I think about, mm. I think it was about three years ago. That's before my dad had to be moved into assistant living situation. It was so hard to deal with that transition as my dad was slowly losing his battle to Parkinson's. Anyone who has a loved one fighting mm -hmm. Parkinson's, it, it's so hard to watch them slowly slip away. Mm. And, you know, sometimes he has some good days, sometimes he has some bad days. Mm -hmm. But you know what? His equal and irrevocable worth, Yeah, they remain the same. They do. And even now with this pandemic, we haven't been able to see him in four months in so fact painful. no no one from the family is allowed to visit the residents can't even see each other or eat in the dining room every resident is continues to be quarantined to their room it's heartbreaking i think of your mama who would go almost every day you know around 11 11 30 spend the day with him mm -hmm. and then um come home after she helped him eat his meals and saw him back and put in bed in the evening but um, it's that that part is just heartbreaking. Ryan, your words here are heartwarming. Dear Dad, you rescued me. Before I was even born, you chose me through adoption. Before you even saw me, your heart opened to me as your son, a child born as a result of rape. You didn't care how I came to be, only about who I was meant to be. You loved me through all of my stubbornness, triumphs, failures, confusion, and joys. You remained a constant. You inspired me. There's no other man on this planet that has influenced me more. Your character, integrity, passion for Christ, divine patience, humor, compassion, wisdom, and your love for mom is the standard for how I want to live my life with my wife and my four kiddos. You are a man whose life reflects Proverbs 20, verse 7. The righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Dad, we have been and continue to be blessed by you. You've always engaged. Despite long work days, you found time to connect with each of us and entered our individual worlds of interest. From sports to music to fishing to computers, you happily threw yourself into it, never once complaining about the rest you so desperately needed and deserved. You captured us, not only with all of your cameras, but with who you were, a man who was the same person at home as he was in public. Your gentle spirit allowed you to make it through my million-plus episodes of embarrassment, calamity, hilarity, and what-the-hun moments. <laughs> Somehow, you managed to store with all 13 of your children clamoring for your attention throughout the day in one way or another. Remember when you connected our home phone with the store's intercom system? Unexpected public drama. <laughs> I can't apologize enough for that, Dad. <laughs> I'll never forget evenings or early mornings at the family business when you'd allow me to sit down with you and the new but used MAI Basic 4 computers. You taught me a strange new language. I'd sit up there on that mezzanine overlooking the store with those amber screens flashing wonderful and curious possibilities to my eyes and into my mind. My foray into the digital realm began in your office. You encouraged me as you taught yourself how to use those powerful electronic devices. Some of the older leadership in the store opposed it all. They thought you were crazy. What good would come of these trendy contraptions? A revolution. 
From Basic 4 to the ubiquitous Microsoft Windows operating system, you oversaw massive changes in the way that that old country store did business. You invested a lot of your time and energy into that wave of change that swept me up too. You encouraged me at every turn to understand it more, to find ways to help the store and find ways to express myself artistically. My own revolution has been rooted in creativity released through a digital canvas. My design, my music, my passion to learn, and my social factivism are possible today because you didn't shoo me away. Even when you were insanely busy, you weren't too busy to squeeze in some time. You sat down next to me, walked me through it all, and stood back and allowed me to fail and flourish. Bicycling and tennis were your escape from the business and busyness. Putting on those records was your escape too, basking the sounds of those LPs in the semi-quiet of the living room. You love that messianic Jewish worship music. I can still hear your soft clap and see that little charismatic jig you would occasionally break into. You are also a huge fan of Bill Gaither's music. There was this one kid's album that was kind of unlike Gaither's typical gospel quartet music that he produced with a computer-oriented song called Input Output. I can still remember the sound of putting that cassette in the old Hitachi stereo system. The buttons clicked, sometimes would stick, and the speakers cracked just a little bit. The chorus rang out, input, output, what goes in must come out, input, output. That is what it's all about. Input, output, your mind is a computer whose input, output, daily you must choose. Wow. It was a timeless message. I would never be who I am today without you, Dad. Without you helping to shape that input. Your dedication unleashed undeniable purpose. You refused to accept the world's low expectations, especially for the 10 diverse and handful of differently abled children you had adopted that many would have written off as unwanted. You and mom shattered the myth of the unwanted child, loving each of us, helping us find and embrace the divine imprint on our lives. Thank you for the remarkable output of faith, hope, and love that now flows from your children in different and beautiful ways. Even as you battle a disease that is slowly stealing your mind and abilities, Parkinson's has not defeated you. As you and mom navigate a future you never, never could have expected, like everything else in life, you face it with strength and dignity. You truly are a testament to never giving up. There's no one quite like you, Henry Bomberger. I can only pray that people will see the Christ in me that you've always passionately reflected in your words and actions. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You spoke this psalm many, many, many times. You could have lived an easier life, but you chose us. You chose to serve the Lord. Thank you for choosing me. I love you, Dad. Your son, Ryan. You can read this commentary at radiance.life slash my dad. And for more op-eds from the Radiance Foundation, go to radiance.life slash news.
Oh, babe, I love that letter to your dad. It was awesome. And so I was thinking that in the same spirit that you wrote that letter to your dad, I sat with the kiddos this morning and I had them write letters to you. And then we put this together so that you could hear their dear dad letters. Surprise, surprise. But hopefully it will touch your heart as it has touched mine. I love surprises. Let's <laughs> let's do this. Dear Dad, I have many special memories with you. One of my favorites is going on an airplane trip with you to Ithaca, New York. It was fun to sit with you and look out the window and watch Spider-Man. Another special memory from that trip was going to eat at Harry Tony's. Their fries and wings were the best. I love you. Love, Justice. Dear Dad, I'm so happy that we share so many things in common. Since the list would go on forever, I've decided only to say a few of them. We both love to laugh. I love that we both really love playing word games, especially Boggle. We both love learning about wildlife. And last but not least, I love that we both love to sing. Love always, Aaliyah. Dear Dad, thank you for being so awesome. One thing I love about you is even when you're very busy, you always make time to spend with us to do fun things, like go places or play games. You're the best. Love you, Dad. Dear Dad, one of the things that you taught me was to know what I believe and always stand up for what is right, and you always do, even when it's hard. So I will do what you have taught me, and I always do it with the love of God in mind. Love you, Dad. Love Ray Ray. Oh, gay. Ooh, okay, I'm, um, I'm what you call like a sappy dad. There, there, are, there are things that trigger things inside of me, and I just, I love my kids. I love that God has given me these gifts and they are they are treasures. I mean so many people look at children as some sort of burden. They are not a burden. They are gifts from God. Mm. Oh my word. I, I'm just gonna play that on repeat on oh. my phone. That's awesome. Babe. Great. I love surprises. Good. That, that's that's awesome. I don't, but you do. So that's why I thought that would be great. <laughs> but you know, folks. Um, our wonderful listeners and supporters who we love. Um, we always want to leave you with practicals, yeah. with things that we can do to counter this current epidemic of fatherlessness. So we're going to um, link these resources in our show, show number 10 block on lifehaspurpose.com, of course. So if you can't write them all down, that's fine. But let me give some to you. The National Fatherhood Initiative, which is at www.fatherhood.org. That's one of them. Another great one is the National Center for Fathering at fathers.com. And I just want to interject here just for just a moment. Those two have so many resources. Mm. So There are programs. I mean, it is just full of content for for you to learn how to be a better father mm -hmm. there are all kinds of statistics there it those two are incredible resources that are yeah. deep deep with material that can help people better understand what fatherhood is and and how to be a better father right um then i also have for you guys focus on the families focus on the family.org forward slash dads which is awesome and you get the the very distinctive biblical perspective Mm -hmm. on fatherhood right. 
So that's another great resource. Right. And the crucial part of building strong fathers is building strong men of God. Come on. Hallelujah. So great mentoring programs that your church, well, there's one great mentoring program that your church can implement to equip men to become godly leaders is called Men of Iron. You can find that at menofiron.org. Yeah. So to all the fathers out there, whether biological or adoptive, foster or spiritual, to my dad, to my father-in-law, happy Father's Day. And to the new dads, the expectant ones, and to those who dream of one day becoming the father God meant you to be, I just want mm-hmm. to leave you with this verse, 1 John 3.1, and it says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. God loves us. Yes, he does. God intended for this framework of mom and dad in a marriage to raise the children that they've created. It's the best environment. It is the it is the most fruitful environment. It is the most effective environment mm. for children to become who they were created to be. Yeah. I'm a child of the king. Mm, I like that. I'm a child of the king too. <laughs> And you know that king loves us mm-hmm. enough that he would send his only son to die for us. No matter who we are, no matter what we've done, all we have to do is repent and confess him as Lord and Savior. He's a father. He's a father that's always waiting with open arms to welcome home the prodigal son or daughter. He's waiting for you. Mm. And you know, for those who don't have an earthly father, God is the father to the fatherless, and he loves you, and he's a father who can be celebrated every day of the year. We'd love to know what you think of the podcast. Go to lifehaspurpose.com and give us your feedback. You can also listen and download our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Remember, whatever may come your way. And no matter what people say, your your life life has purpose. purpose.